Autism now affects 1 in 88 children, in which 1 in 54 are boys, and the prevalence figures are growing daily. Autism is the fastest growing serious developmental condition in the United States that costs a family $60,000 a year on average, while the cause receives less than 5% of the research funding of many less prevalent childhood diseases. As to date, there is no medical detection or cure for autism. Help us at the Jayzo Modcast Network change that as April is National Autism Awareness Month. We ask all of you to join us this month in honoring the boys and girls who live with this condition each and every day of their lives, in donating to a charity centered around researching and possibly finding a cure. Any amount is welcomed because chances are you personally know someone directly affected with autism. Let's come together and make a change. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on my way, Watson. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 41 of Lupus Bits, the podcast. I am your host, Lupa Marty. Oh, I screwed that up. What, we're not 30 seconds in? Also known as Stephanie J. Barty. Uh, you can find me everywhere. I'll give you all my tags at the end of the show. I'm a little discombobulated at the moment, if you can't tell. Um, I'm actually recording this at midnight. It is. I usually record a whole lot earlier, uh, but... Time just kind of got away from me, and I usually record Tuesday nights so that Joe has enough time to edit the podcast and um, get it all ready for launch on Friday, and I just wasn't feeling it this week. Um, I don't have a whole lot to rant about because I haven't been anywhere, you know, lockdown, stay at home, and <laughs> so I don't, I don't really gone out, and I'm finding, um, especially in my new apartment, I guess it's not really new. I've been here over a month now. I've been here over a month now. Imagine that. Yeah. Holy crap. I've been here over a month now. I've, I, well, I haven't actually fully been here a month yet, but I took possession the 24th of March. I was given the keys, started moving stuff in. So I've actually been here full time since the 5th of April, I think. Yeah. The 5th of April? I can't even check my phone because my phone's way over there. I left my live studio audience over on the kitchen table with my laptop because um, I'm writing and I don't want to tear it down, bring it over to the couch where I podcast, set it up and then have to tear it down again and set it back up over there. So I just kind of left everything over there. So it's just easy for me to sit down tomorrow and continue writing. But it makes podcasting a little difficult because there's only really one place for me to hook the mic up. That's over at the couch. But yeah, episode 41 and uh, hanging in the not so new apartment now. 
I'm a little, my brain's a little fried. So you're going to have to bear with me. I'm probably going to be all over the place. It's going to be your, this will be the week of the ADD podcast. Because I'm going to bounce from topic to topic. I might rant. I might not. I might start ranting and then forget what I was ranting about and move on to an entirely different subject. Who knows how this is going to go? I have no idea. But no, what I was saying is I usually podcast a whole lot earlier and I haven't really been out. I'm finding, I mean, in the trailer, it was really easy to hermit. I just moved basically from the couch, from the bed to the couch, you know, what, six feet, (laughs) literally six steps from the bed to the couch. So it was really easy to kind of hermit in the little cave in there. And then, you know, I considered going out, venturing to the big house to shower and hang out with Crystal and fill up my water jugs and, you know, empty my bucket. But uh, now that I have all of this space in this wonderful apartment and I have cupboards full of food and I have a fridge full of food, I don't have like this wall of windows. So it feels like I'm outside, like I can view the entire street. I can see life going on out there. I, it's, it's, I'm finding it's even easier for me to hermit, for me to not go out. And I actually had to force myself the other day. I needed, um, eggs and I needed some meats and I needed some, I needed groceries. I was actually looking cause I like to have my international delight coffee creamer in my coffee in the morning. I don't put sugar, I don't put anything else in, just my international delight in my coffee, I'm good to go. I actually have forgotten what it's like to have milk and sugar in my coffee, because I don't do that, I have my international delight. I have my brother-in-law's brother to thank for that. (laughs) He he introduced me to that and now I'm stuck with it. I get really upset too if I go to the grocery store and they're out of the hazelnut. I will stand there and I will stare at the shelf. I did this the other day actually, two weeks ago when I went, or three weeks ago when I went to get creamer, because it lasts me a while. I stood there and I stared at the shelf and all they had was French vanilla. Now, I'm not a big vanilla fan, but I will drink French vanilla if I have to. And I'm standing there and I'm staring at the empty slot where the hazelnut is supposed to be. And I'm not exactly sure if I was expecting a bottle to kind of manifest on the shelf or one of the stock boys in the back to get like this thunk on the back of his head and he suddenly finds this mysterious box of international delight, delight, international delight hazelnut coffee creamer just lying in front of him and he brings it out and saves the day. I don't know what I was expecting, but I stared at that empty slot for a good two minutes before I resigned myself to the fact that There wasn't any in the store and I was going to have to buy. There wasn't even the little bottles because if I can't get the big bottle, I will buy two of the little bottles to get me through until I can get a big bottle. They didn't even have the little bottles. They had nothing. Like the shelf was empty. Like the stuff didn't even exist. Gone. So I had to buy the French vanilla and I'm still working on the French vanilla. It's not one of my favorites. I'm not a fan, but I mean, it does the trick. I forced myself to go out the other day because I realized that it had been, I worked Saturday and it was Tuesday, Monday, 
It was Monday. I hadn't been out. So I went out Monday, forced myself to go out Monday on grocery shopping. And then Tuesday, I stayed home. No, I forced myself to go out. What? I don't even know what day it is today. I didn't go out Wednesday. Okay, so yeah, I went out Monday on grocery shopping. I didn't actually end up with a migraine this week. Yay, because, you know, I was smart and I doped myself up on allergy pills when I left Saturday morning and then took more when I got home Saturday after work and had a shower right away, washed my face, washed my hands, took my clothes off, put clean clothes on, the whole nine yards. And I had a little bit of a headache Monday, but nothing like the week before. And actually, this time I wore a mask when we were down in the basement because it's very musty, very moldy, very dusty, you know, damp. All the things that I'm allergic to. Like my parents built me this incredible basement part, like basement bedroom when I was a kid. And shortly after they finished construction on the bedroom and I moved in, I think I got a couple of good months out of that room before I developed an allergy. Well, not developed an allergy, but before my allergies made themselves known. And I can't live in a basement. Nope. I'm allergic. And uh, we had to move. They had to find another house where they had, because like, there was three of us kids, so they had to find a house where there was three bedrooms on, like, above ground. Because my brother and sister were too young to go down into the basement. And I get too sick. Like, I spent an entire winter... Um, in and out of the doctor's office. Every other week I was on an antibiotic. Um, I had bronchial asthma, so I was on inhalers. And it was just, um, I was a mess. <laughs> and it was, I'm allergic to must mold and mildew and everything you find in the basement. Sucked. So, yeah, I wore a mask last Saturday and I'll wear one this week too when I go. Yeah, I forced myself to go out. And then yesterday I ended up having to go out anyway because I had to go and pay for my TV and pick up some more stuff that I got given to me for the apartment. But I find it very easy. I noticed last week I worked the Saturday and I don't think I went out again until like Thursday. And I was forced to go out. I was like, holy crap, it's been like four days and I haven't been out of the house. I, yeah, I've got to go. I mean, I have to walk up and check my mail. Because my mail isn't delivered to my apartment, I have to walk up to the post office and check my mailbox. <laughs> and I have to get into the habit of doing it, remembering to do that. So yeah, I haven't ordered anything from Amazon yet, so I'm not exactly sure how that's gonna work. Because I watched the UPS guy when he comes, and the first time he came, he's beaten on the store door downstairs, and there's nobody in the store. There's no furniture in the store. There's no lights on in the store, and he's pounding on the store door. So I opened the window, and I hollered down to him, excuse me, is that for, like, one of the apartments? Does it have a number on it? And he says, well, it says number four. I said, okay, you got to come down the alley. Number four is on the main floor, so the door is down the alley. But if it's for any, if it's for one, two, or three, you come up the stairs, but the door is down the alley. That's a storefront. There's nobody there. The apartments are down the alley. <laughs> you gotta come down the alley. So he showed up again today and I was watching him and he went down the alley this time. Like he did go he did take the package and go down the alley. And when I went to go out that day, I found I saw the package sitting in front of number four's door in the driveway. Good thing it wasn't raining. And he brought another thing today, so hopefully, you know, it got dropped off. 
But it makes me wonder, are they just going to leave it by the door downstairs in the driveway? Will they actually bring it up to the apartment? Like I put on my file, you know, go down alley, door is on the right, come up the stairs, open door, come upstairs, go all the way down the hall to number one. So we'll see. I'm going to order something benign, you know, something that if it, if it doesn't show up, I'm not going to be out a whole lot of money and I'm not going to be like completely heartbroken that it didn't show up. But uh, I do actually have something coming totally unexpected to me. Just I made a offhanded comment and the next thing I know, it's on its way here. So we'll see how that, how that works out. Now, I'm pretty sure with Amazon, if they can't deliver it to your apartment or they can't find you, they take it to the post office. At least that's what I'm hoping happens. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, so I, I usually podcast, like I was saying earlier, see, I told you, ADD podcast. I usually podcast earlier. I usually podcast on Tuesdays and I usually start around eight or nine o'clock at night. And I just wasn't feeling it because I hadn't gone anywhere. Nothing to rant about, nothing to really talk about. You know, the scented candles were still on the shelf of the giant tiger when I went, but they had added pots and pans. So, you know, it's an improvement. And nothing really, there wasn't really much going on. So I wasn't really feeling it yesterday. And I mean, I had some interesting things happen yesterday, but it was a rough night and didn't sleep well. And I just wasn't feeling it yesterday. So here we are. I'm like, okay, I'm going to podcast tonight. I'm going to podcast tonight. And I got busy working on stuff. And then, you know, I was waiting for my live studio audience and he was working on stuff. And I didn't want to interrupt that flow because it was really good flow. And then I just kind of, you know, got lazy and I was playing solitaire and doing that kind of thing and um yeah so here it is 1223 and i'm podcasting hey i can see the stove clock i just realized that i'm looking at my my tv which is plugged into my computer see i did that i i don't have cable i don't have satellite i don't have cable i have the internet so i watch everything on the internet so oh my goodness i have to tell you okay so as a housewarming gift, Crystal bought me um, a generic Chromecast so that I could, because I can Chromecast my laptop to the TV at her place. And with the Chromecast, you should be able to cast from the T from your laptop to the TV so that I could watch TV because I bought a TV. So she bought it for me. I spent six hours six hours trying to set this thing up and I couldn't get it to connect. I could get it to mirror from my cell phone, but that was it. But even when it was mirroring, it wouldn't, um, when I was trying to stream prime, it kept telling me that the format was not supported. Video format was not supported by this app. So it didn't work. So I gave it back to her, had her send it back. And I thought, you know what? I can just go to the dollar store and buy an HDMI cord. Not a big deal. The laptop that I'm going to use for the TV is going to stay with the TV. So it's just a cord from the laptop to the TV. Not a big deal. Well, you can't buy that kind of thing at the dollar store right now because it's not deemed essential. I'm sorry. Do they live alone? You don't want to see what I'm like if I can't watch TV. I mean, I can watch it on my laptop, but yeah. It's not deemed essential. So the electronics aisles aren't open. Then I remembered 
the drugstore, happened to have this nifty little section over by the lottery counter that had chargers and headphones and various other cable-y, connect-y kind of things. So, jumped into my car, off I went to Shoppers Drug Mart. And I thought, hmm, I'm gonna go, which one did I go to? Did I go to the one here in Sutton? I did. I went to the one here in town first. I was willing to drive to Keswick, but I went to the one here in town first. So I went to the shoppers and I go in. You gotta go by the beauty section first, which I guess they can't really block that off because that's the only entrance in. They funnel you in through the beauty section. So I'm holding my breath because a lot of the perfumes and stuff and scents that they have there give me migraines. So I'm holding my breath and get through and I see, I get into the main part of the store and I start heading over to the lottery counter and I can see the shelf and I don't see any yellow caution tape. I don't see any saran wrap. It's just there. And I swear to God, I heard angels singing like, Maha, here's all of these chords just hanging there free like little birds. And I'm going, okay. Now, the shelving is open. That's on my side. I'm walking towards it and the cashier that's standing right there is not going, no, no, you can't shop there. So that's on my side. Now, let's see if my luck holds and see if I can find an HDMI cord. And I'm looking and there's headphones and there's chargers and there's link cords so that you can patch a, a Samsung to a Google or whatever, I don't know. And I'm not finding one and I'm not finding one. And all of a sudden, boom, I found one. Yes. And then I look at the price. I'm like, <gasps> oh, it was $30. $30. For a cord to plug my laptop into my TV that I can get for a buck twenty-five at the dollar store. I grabbed that thing off that shelf. I walked to the cashier. I paid the $30. I skipped my happy little butt to my car. Brought myself home. Hooked up my laptop to my TV. And went, well, crap. Now I have to remember how to extend the screen. Because I thought my old TV was huge. And you had to run two screens. You had to have your, your first screen on the laptop and the second screen would be the TV and you just dragged everything over. Well, that was really starting to rub on my nerves because I don't have a coffee table per se and I don't want this laptop sitting on the coffee table with the wires running everywhere. I want everything nice and neat. So I wanted to tuck the laptop away and just, you know, have the screen like use the, the TV basically as a laptop, as a, as a computer monitor. It took me a little bit, um, I think it was a day or two at least, and I finally figured out how to extend the, the, the screen. Like I closed the lid so that the, the TV is now the laptop monitor and then extend it to fit. So now it's great. Now I just have to remember how to take the password off of my laptop so that every time it resets or, you know, restarts or does an update, I don't have to open it up and put my password in. It just comes on because um, it's really kind of a pain because you have to do it on the actual laptop. You can't do it on the TV screen with a keyboard. You have to open the laptop and do it from there. And it's really kind of annoying. I'll figure it out. I can't say, oh yeah, you know, I'll figure it out later. And later it never comes. I just 
forget or ignore it or, you know, oh, I'll do it next time and next time comes and it's like, no, I want to watch this show now. I'll do it later. I just keep putting it off. And I actually had a harsh lesson last night. I had this really cool Coca-Cola fountain glass and normally before I moved, it sat on the shelf and it was a collector's and I didn't use it. And I kept it with, you know, my collection. I had these little um, aluminum bottles of Coke as well. And um, my ex kept those. I got the glass. Well, I thought, you know what? There's nobody here to break it. I can put it in the cupboard. I can use it because I don't have any actual glasses. Um, I have two beer steins now. Yay. But I don't have any actual glasses. So I thought I'll use it. It'll be my orange juice glass. It'll be my apple juice glass, water, whatever. Put it in the cupboard. And I've been using it for a couple of weeks now. Well, last night I did my dishes and I wasn't feeling overly, like I said, I told you I wasn't, I was just wasn't feeling it. And I didn't put my dishes away right away. And normally I put the glasses at the back and I don't know why I put it on the outside this time. And then instead of putting my dishes away, I tried to reach over the dishes and turn the kettle on because I've had to put my kettle on the counter now um, just because I needed to pull the heater out. And I, I like to have the heater in the center of the room, like up against the wall, but in the center of the room. So I've got it over by my coffee station. And unfortunately, there's only two plugs there. So I had to move my coffee, my kettle so that I could plug my heater in once it gets put away, which will be soon. Um, once it gets put away, then I can move my kettle back over to the bev hot beverage station, <laughs> the hot beverage bar, and it won't be on the counter where I put my dishes. But anyway, I tried to reach over my dishes to turn the kettle on so I could make a cup of tea, and I knocked the glass off the counter. And I have tile floors in the kitchen area. So when a glass hits a tile floor, it doesn't bounce, it doesn't roll, it shatters into a zillion little shards. I was not very happy. I didn't have anybody I could yell at though because it was my fault. So <laughs> I cleaned it up, put the dishes away like I should have done in the first place and went, yep, lesson learned. So I need to get some glasses now because I don't have any. But everything's closed or blocked off, so I can't even go buy any glasses. So I'm using the two beer steins that I got. I mean, they're not big beer steins. They're just little ones, but they work. But yeah, I got a lesson in being lazy. I still haven't changed the password on my computer because I'm lazy. I had a case of the lazies. Do you want your book published? I'm Walter G. Esselman, author of Super Horror Max and winner of last year's Open Contract Challenge. Now, Dark Myth Publications is having their third annual Open Contract Challenge, and we're looking for novels, books of poetry, novellas, comic books, and more. This is your chance. The grand prize is seeing your book in print on Amazon, no less, just like mine was this past March. First things first, though. You need to send in your pitch by the end of April. Just go to opencontractchallenge.com and it's under submissions in the top right. From there, independent judges will choose 10 to go to the next round. Take a chance. As the final judge, I'm dying to read your work.
But yeah, we're here and it's, you know, 12.33 now, 10 minutes later. Yeah, like not much has happened this week, really, because I haven't gone anywhere. I uh, worked Saturday, did nothing Sunday because my whole body hurt. I went over, well, Saturday night. Is it Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday night. I went over to Crystal's and made a bonfire and it was lovely. And, you know, we sat at a bonfire for a bit and it's like, I gotta go. I'm done. <laughs> I'm exhausted. My body hurts. I need to go home and, and just take some Advil, rub myself down with some, you know, Ben Gay and call it a day. <laughs> call it good. Because <laughs> I was done. So Sunday, I pretty much didn't move. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen these things. And it's my fault. I was, I don't know what I was doing. You go into a basement and there's these metal poles in the basement. And they're support poles. They kind of, you know, hold up the house. Well, we were taking a bunch of them out of the basement and carrying them out and putting them in the garage. And Brian because he's got broader shoulders than me, he could carry one. And these aren't light. These are decently heavy poles. And because they're solid metal support poles. I, I, for the life of me right now, I can't even think of the name of them. But anyway, Brian could carry them on his shoulder and carry them up. Well, I don't have enough of a shoulder <laughs> for it to have sat on my shoulder. So I swung it around and carried it like a scarecrow. I flung my arms up, you know, looped my arms up over top. Well, Sunday morning, I woke up and my upper arms were so sore. Couldn't for the life of me figure out why. It took up until yesterday for me to figure out, oh, carrying those poles the way I was stretched across the pole. I was working the muscles in my upper arms. <laughs> Oh, all right then. That's why they hurt. We, I've been on the waiting list. The interesting, one interesting thing did happen this week. I've been on the waiting list for, since they dropped the age to 40 for AstraZeneca. And everywhere that you try and book, oh, they're all booked up. They're all booked up. They're all booked up. Well, then a new block opened up at the Ice Palace. Now the Ice Palace has only been doing, um, like, 60 and older and high risk. And I keep forgetting I am high risk. And I even, I went on the Ontario website to double check. I went on the York website to double check and, you know, congestive heart failure, chronic er, um, heart disease, COPD, cardiomyopathy. Those are all high risk. So I do fall into the high risk category and I'm like, Oh, they just opened up another block. Crystal got in and got hers for Friday. So I thought, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. So went in and filled it all out. Filled up my thing. So I had my appointment for Sunday. Well, holy moly, you think people would be happy for me that I got an appointment. Now, I was expecting a little flack for, you know, oh, you're putting poison in your body. You know, there hasn't been enough research. You're the research, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, whatever. I was willing to willing to deal with that because that's what 
the general consensus is you're either for it or you're against it. There's no happy medium. I didn't realize I was going to cause such a kerfuffle because other people can't get it. And one of the people, my ex being one of them, seemed a little snippy about, you know, I'm still waiting for mine. Dude, you're over 50. You could have been in the group before me. You've got high blood pressure. You definitely could have been in the group before me. So I don't know what you're telling me you're waiting for. You're high risk. Which means you can go and get your shot. This sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. And there's somebody else that had commented on uh, my status about, you know, well, I'm still waiting too. Not my problem. Not my problem. You're high risk. You can sign up for high risk and go and get your shot. They can't turn you away. You can make an appointment as a high risk patient and go and get your shot. So don't come at me because you didn't do that. Not my problem. I mean, I think it's a little ridiculous too, honestly, because there's, I mean, and there's a major problem right now with the shots, with the, with the vaccines, because people are afraid of the AstraZeneca. Just because it's the only one that's been reported to have issues of, you know, rare things happening. And I mean, in all reality, the amount of people that it's happened to compared to the amount of people that have got the shot, I was far more at risk for having this problem when I was on the pill and smoking a pack and a half of cigarettes a day than I am getting it now. And I mean, they all tell you the best vaccine is the first one you're offered. Take it. So people are showing up and they're finding out it's the AstraZeneca and they're going, no, I don't want it. Well, now you have this open vaccine that they can't use. It only has a certain amount of time as a shelf life outside of the refrigerator after it's been thawed out. And if they keep getting people saying, no, 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 there's a wasted vaccine. I don't, and I don't understand the hoops. They want everybody to be vaccinated, but you have all of these vaccines sitting there you have these people that don't want them. Why aren't you opening it up to everybody? Anybody who wants a vaccine should be allowed to go and get one. You've already done all the old people. They're all good. Old people are done. Now let everybody else go and get the vaccine. Because a lot of the 40-year-olds are being, in my opinion, and I know I'm going to catch flack for this, being stupid. I'm not going to be a guinea pig. A lot of the millennials, my brother included, there hasn't been enough research. I'm not going to get the shot. Blah, 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 blah. All right, that's fine. You can have your opinion. You don't have to go and get the shot, but you can stay the hell over there. I'm going to go and get my shot. I'm going to go get my second vaccine. I'm going to get my booster if they say I need one. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to hug the hell out of my mother. I'm going to hug the hell out of my sister and my niece and my nephew. And I'm going to hug the hell out of my grandchildren because I think pretty sure my daughter-in-law got her shot. I'm going to hug all the people that I can hug now, but you don't want to get your vaccine. You don't trust it. That's fine. I respect that. I do. I respect that. And my brother, I mean, he's wearing his mask. He's doing his thing. He's social distancing. 
they live out in the boonies, so I mean, really, who's going to catch them if they're not? But, you know, he's he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's social distancing. He wears his mask when he's out in public, but he's not going to get the shot because he doesn't trust it. He doesn't think there's been enough research. He doesn't understand the science behind it. And, you know, if it takes years and years and years to develop a vaccine for chicken pox or shingles or uh, measles, mumps and rubella, how come this vaccine was, was, you know, pushed through so quickly and he doesn't trust it. He doesn't think it's some big government conspiracy. I don't think we didn't get that far into the conversation because he had already pissed me off by this point in time. And that's fine. That's that's his opinion. I'm not going to force him to believe something or to do something he's not comfortable with doing. Fine. You stay over there with your wife and your children. And I'll see you when herd immunity kicks in. I will not see you before then. And I got... Uh, <laughs> a friend of mine she posted that she got her vaccine the other day I don't know who this woman was um, I think my friend knew her but she posted this big long scientific and yes I am using quotations scientific study about she, the first thing she said was you're a spiritual person. I want you to think about what you're doing. If you get this vaccine, you're going to be putting your girls at risk. First of all, both of her daughters are fully grown women, not girls. They're fully grown women, and she's not going to be putting them at risk. So the only thing we could deduce after that was that maybe she meant she was going to have breast issues. I don't know. But she went into this big, long thing about this Dr. Tenpenny. I think that was the name of the doctor. Dr. Tenpenny had done all of this research and it talked about shell or cell shedding and how those that are vaccinated are now shedding vaccinated cells and contaminating those that are not vaccinated and spreading sterility among the unvaccinated and the unprotected, and, and spreading sterility and, and other health issues amongst the vaccinated and the unvaccinated alike. What? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say that again. What? <laughs> I'm shedding skin cells that are, are full of this vaccine and they're falling on people around me and, and rendering them sterile? Okay, first of all, I have a list of people I'm going to go stand beside and shake like a dog, if that's the case, because, you know, they should not breed. <laughs> Second of all, what? Okay, um, all logic aside, all logic and, and actual science aside, we're still social distancing. So unless I can fling my skin cells six feet in the air to land on somebody else who's six feet away, fully clothed, wearing a mask, I'm not going to contaminate anybody with my skin cells. Maybe a squirrel running by, but you know what? Them little shitheads can die. They can get contaminated. Make them sterile. That's fine. I'm good with that. 
I don't like squirrels. I have an issue with squirrels. Anyway, I don't understand how they seem to think that... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But in reading this, she she's talking about how it... The, the vaccine gets into your body and turns your body into this... Some kind of... of cell-making machine for these artificial cells that are, are going to render the human population sterile and and cause cancers and all what I'm just oh so my friend actually did a little research into this doctor she went online she did some research she she looked into this report and um now, I, I did make a comment on this only to say she she was advertising at the end of it. She was advertising this web TV show called Forbidden Knowledge TV. But the acronym, <laughs> the, the acronym for this show was FKTV. Uh-huh. Picture that in your head. Yep. That's where I went to. <laughs> Because I'm pretty much reading what she has written here in this in this article. And, and she said this was only a snippet. Now, first, it took a long time for her to get to the point of why she didn't want Lori to have the vaccine. What the danger was. The first three or four paragraphs of this snippet from the email that she was going to send my friend. The first three or four paragraphs was all about this Dr. Tenpenny and, and, and what they, they believed and how they, they fought for um, feminism when it wasn't popular and they fought against fascism and they fought against this-ism and that-ism and whatever-ism was popular at the time. I don't know. Uh, well, it turns out that this doctor is an osteopath, something like that isn't an immunologist, I can't say it, isn't a scientist that studies diseases and anything like that, isn't even a real doctor, um, works in homeopathic remedies. Uh-huh, yeah. Anything that she has to say from about that point on is all sounds like the peanuts teacher. That's it. But yeah, it's, it, it, apparently it, it attaches and it gets into your DNA. It was just, it was ridiculous. I wish I had a thought to pull it up. But this is, this is the thing that, 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 that upsets me the most is that these people actually believe this stuff. And they're going, like, she was sincere in her fear for Lori's girls and the danger that she was putting them in and the danger she was putting herself in and the people around her and, and, and the havoc that she was going to cause by having this vaccine. Uh, what? Where have you been for the last almost two years? I think we'll take the havoc that the vaccine may cause over the havoc that the virus is causing. Because I would like to see something other than the inside of my apartment. 
I would like to get into my car and travel farther than to the grocery store and home because I'm afraid to leave my county because I might get a ticket. I would like to do more than elbow bump or fist bump my mother. I want to hug my mom. I want to hug my sister. I want to hug my nephew and my niece and my new whatever it is that's on the way. I want to hug my grandkids. I want to hug my daughter. I want my daughter to come and hang out for a weekend. Have a girls weekend in my apartment. Come hang with your mama for the weekend in my cool apartment. I want to get in my car, throw a suitcase in there and go, I'm going south for a month. Hey, Shanna, pull out the bed. I'm coming to South Carolina. Barbara, fire up the fire pit. Get the steaks going. Mix up a brand, of, mix up a batch of sun tea. I'm coming to Alabama. I want to do that. And if getting this virus is going to get me that much closer to doing that, psh, yeah, hook me up. I don't care what one it is. Hook me up. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. Don't do it. And I mean, something else that's bothering me too is there's so many people willing to jump on you the minute you say, I'm getting the vaccine. Well, do you know what's in it? Do you know how long it's going to last? Do you know the side effects it's going to have on you? Do you know this? Do you know that? Do you know this? Do you know that? No, I don't. They didn't when they came up with the vaccine for smallpox or measles or polio. But I'm really glad that first round of people went, sure, hook me up. I'll take it. Because life has been really, really good without polio. Life has been absolutely fantastic without measles, mumps, or rubella. My kids' lives are going to be, my grandkids' lives are going to be really, really good without chickenpox or shingles. Yeah. My mom has a wonderful winter, thanks to the flu vaccine. Thanks to the flu shot. So yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. And... The woman started out with her, her thing to my friend, but you're a, you're a spiritual woman. Now we, a lot of us follow a nature-based path. So we will turn to a lot of natural remedies first. In some things. In some things. We also love science. Science is good. Science is factual. Science is proven, and science helps you. When they first discovered penicillin, well, when they first discovered what penicillin was, that was all magic before they knew what it was. Still worked, they just gave it a name. Magic is just science we don't know yet. That's all that is. Magic is just science we don't know yet. That's it. So even though we're spiritual people and we, we believe in a natural way and a natural lifestyle and, and the healing properties of natural medicine, there's a lot to be said for science. I'm sorry, but I would rather take an antibiotic for my pneumonia than put a mustard plaster on my chest. It's neater, it's cleaner, and it's a whole lot easier. Thanks, science. So, yeah, I'm getting my vaccine on Sunday. 
And I will let you all know next week how I feel. <laughs> um, from what I've heard, like I'm getting the Pfizer. So from what I've heard is you're all right the first day. It's sometime during the night and then the next day you feel like a bag of poop. And then you're fine. Um, I think it's going to be the headache that'll take me down because I'm prone to headaches. So I think I'm probably, if I'm going to end up with anything, it's going to be a headache. Yeah, but I, I didn't think, like I was expecting the conflict of, you know, good versus bad, do it, don't do it. I wasn't expecting to get beat down by those who haven't been able to get it yet. That's not my problem. I can't help that you happen to live in the center of the hot spots. So all of the vaccines in the area are being diverted to the hot spots. Not my problem. Not my problem. Really, not my problem. But uh, yeah, so I was, I was not expecting that. And then I had a, a conversation with a friend of mine who was being a little bit of smarty pants on my wall and he's saying, you know, vacation is the only thing that I'm going to get excited about. I'm not going to get excited about the vaccine. And I'm like, well, I'm excited about the vaccine because the more people that are vaccinated, the closer to vacation that we get. And he's like, yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. I mean, he didn't say, yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. I think he just said, sure. And because I love him and because I respect him as a friend and this is where, you know, this whole adult thing comes in that some people tend to forget when they're so engrossed in their own opinion is that he can have his opinion and it can be completely and totally different from mine. It can totally conflict with what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. And that's perfectly fine. I said to him, you know, let's agree that you and I don't agree and will agree to disagree. And he was like, Murray, perfect. Works for me. Didn't affect our friendship. Didn't end a friendship. Didn't start some big war. We're not, not speaking to each other. We're not screaming at each other. He's not bad-mouthing me over here. I'm not bad-mouthing him over there. No. We agreed to disagree. He has his opinion. I respect that. I have my opinion. He respects that. We move on. It's amazing how that works. Really is amazing how that works. Because not a lot of people these days utilize that ability to recognize somebody else's opinion, recognize that it differs from yours, which is okay because we are individuals and we have different opinions. Because if we didn't, we would all be Stepford wives and recognize that it's okay for somebody else to have a different opinion from you. It's okay to not like their opinion. It doesn't mean it has to affect how you feel about the person. Now, if somebody came to me and, I mean, it depends on the opinion, all right? Granted, I will give you that. It depends on the opinion. There are some opinions that... If they have these opinions, they can go over there and play with the sharks. I'll give them a bucket of blood and they can go play with the sharks. Off you go. Have fun. Because those opinions are just stupid. 
<laughs> you know, those opinions are just stupid. So anyway, but yeah, just because you have a difference of opinion on a subject with somebody doesn't mean it has to affect your friendship. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If you have a problem with somebody, open your damn mouth and tell them. Don't let it fester. Don't let it, you know, sit there and stew. Don't say, oh, it doesn't matter, and, and, and you know, I'll get over it. No, if you have a problem with somebody, spit it the hell out. Open your mouth and say, I have a problem with you. And deal with it, because that's what grown-ups do. Little kids go and stomp off and pout in the corner. Teenagers will cause drama and tell this person they have a problem and that person they have a problem about this person, but they won't tell this person. Or they'll wait until some that person comes to them, and then they'll jump all over them and explode all over them, leaving the other person going, what the hell just happened? Uh, they said was hello. <laughs> Um, okay. Adults talk about the problems, and I know it's a hard thing to do. Trust me. I am the queen of keeping my feelings and my emotions to myself. If I think it's going to upset the person that has hurt me or upset me in any way, shape, or form, I will keep it to myself. Now, because I'm an Aquarius... You'll know I'm upset. You'll know I'm hurt. You'll know I'm mad. But if you ask me, I'll be like, oh, no, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm good. It's okay. It's lovely. It's fine. My son used to call me the queen of passive aggressive. <laughs> I'm all right. <sighs> I'm fine. <laughs> I know it's hard to talk about how you feel, especially if somebody's hurt your feelings, because you run the risk of them going, yeah, and... So your feelings are hurt. What do you want me to do about it? And then you feel like you're not worthy. I know what that feels like. Somebody not understanding why your feelings are hurt. And you have to understand too that, yes, while your feelings are valid, while it is acceptable to be hurt, how you behave because of that you can't control how you feel. You can control how you react to how you feel, how you conduct yourself, and you express how you feel. You can control that. That is what it means to be an adult. Children don't know how to control their emotions. That's what they learn as they get older and become an adult. Then they know how to control it. So there's your rant. You did get a little bit of a rant out of me. And I just think, going back to the whole vaccine thing, I just think it is really ridiculous that they're making us jump through a zillion hoops when they want the entire country vaccinated anyway. They get the vaccines, they vaccinate the people. Yes, I understand doing all the elderly first was priority. Doing the high risk, priority. But if you've got people signing up that want the vaccine, high risk elderly or not, give it to them, vaccinate them, and they'll go away. Vaccinate the next person, then they'll go away. It's not like they're going to be hoarding the vaccines and getting five or six shots at once. One shot. One shot. You've already taken care of the 60s and over. The gray hairs are good. Let the rest of us get vaccinated. Those of us that want to be vaccinated, let us get vaccinated. That's all I'm asking. There shouldn't be all these hoops. And 
the counties need to be clear and, and consistent with their high-risk list. Because according to the government of Canada, I am high-risk. But according to York, that's a gray area. Took a lot of digging before I found, oh, heart disease, it is on there, okay. Well, we're good then. So, I don't know. I was a little confused, so I'm going to show up on Sunday. What's the worst they're going to do? Turn me away? Well, they've already opened the vaccine. That one's slated for me, so give me the vaccine. <laughs> you know? Anyway, all right, I'm going to go. It's now five after one. I think I've been at this for, I don't know, I can't see how long. I'm pretty sure it's recording. Dear God, I hope I hit record. Oh, I will be so pissed if I didn't. I mean, I can see the blue line, the blue squiggly lines on there. So if it wasn't recording, they wouldn't be there. But I don't know how long I've been recording. But I think I got about 45 minutes at least. So y'all should be good. And um, yes, I did forget again to pause for the cause. Um, so my magnificent producer who does an absolutely amazing job of kind of blending everything in, will find an appropriate spot for the last plug that you will hear for this year's OCC. Because as of Saturday night, midnight, Pacific Standard Time, look at me go, I even knew what, I didn't have to say California time. <laughs> I remembered it was PSD. As of midnight, on the 30th, that's it. This year's contest submissions are closed. So if you've got a last-minute submission, get it in. you got a last-minute pitch, get on the website, www.opencontractchallenge.com, and get your pitch in. Let's see the pitches, bitches. Come on. Um, we got a, from what I last I've heard, we've got a pretty decent contest so far, so... You know, it's, it's going to be a good one. So get your pitch in. You got until Saturday night, midnight, and that's it. So thank you, Walter, for creating the lovely plug that you've done for the OCC that you've heard in the last couple of podcasts. Starting next week, hopefully, <laughs> we have to make some. But uh, starting next week or the week after that, you'll start hearing different plugs for different podcasts, different um products that we have that'll be on for sale through MythMart, plugs for the newsletter, plugs for the magazine, plugs for whatever the company has its little fingers in. And the company has a lot of little fingers. The hands of this company are alien-like, you know, like 10 fingers on each hand. Anyway, we have our fingers in a lot of pies. So be prepared to have 45 seconds of your life entertained by some kind of plug for something within the company. But again, thank you, Walter. Joe will find a good place to stick you this week. <laughs> um, you did an excellent job on the plug and I really enjoyed it. And I hope you'll be back to do more for us. So, all right, everybody have a good week. Stay safe, stay out of trouble. And if your opinion would offend you, if somebody threw it at you the way you want to throw it at somebody else, keep it to yourself.
So if you want to find me and throw your opinion at me, you can find me on Facebook at Stephanie J. Barty, at Lupa Barty, at the World of Mythbits, or the World of Wow. <laughs> it's one o'clock in the morning. I'm tired. You can find me at Lupa's Bits, the podcast, the World of Myth magazine. I'm over on Twitter at Lupa B. I'm on Instagram and a whole bunch of places. Just put my name in, you'll find me. Um, I'm on TikTok. Haven't been over there in a while, but I'm still there at Lady Lou Who. And of course, you can always email me at lupabarty at gmail.com. All right, everybody, have a good week, and I will talk to you next week. See ya. Carry on all day, one son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry, Don't you cry.